My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, the voice of the Cape. This is Inside Sports. Tashi Mamla, the first South African to get 300 in a test match. Your country salutes you. Inside the news. Inside the updates. Just gone seven minutes past eight. Assalamu alaikum and very good evening. You're listening to Inside Sport, exclusive to the Voice of the Cape, where we cover all the latest news and chat to past and present sports stars as well. I'm your host, Firo Sheikh, and my tech tonight is Nazim Peterson. My guest tonight is the former Cape Town Spurs, Berea Maritzburg United, Bushbucks, and Morocco Swallow striker Calvin Peterson, who's joining us all the way from Peter Maritzburg. But before I chat to Calvin, let's catch up with the latest sporting news. There were four matches in the pre- Premier League today, Tottenham Hotspur beat uh, Southampton 5-2. Their son, Heung-min, netting four of those goals. Brighton, a good win there. They beat uh, Newcastle 3-0. Liverpool, a good win as well. Sadio Mane netted twice for them as they beat Chelsea 2-0. And the match between Leicester and Burnley has just kicked off the eight minutes into that match there. The IPL, of course, got underway yesterday. There was one match uh, today, that being played in the UAE, the Delhi Capitals and the Kings eleven Punjab. That match not yet over. Both teams Teams making 157 for 80. They went into the super over. Paul Bakakiso Rabada uh, from the Delhi Capitals. Kings 11 only managing two. So the uh, uh, Delhi team just need uh, three runs to win their, their first match and the second of the tournament. Of course, the Tour de France took place today as well. The final stage covered 122 kilometers. Irishman Sam Bennett won that final stage, but uh, Slovenian Tadjic Pokaka wins the Tour to become the uh, second youngest uh, winner ever. Time now to say a very good evening to Calvin Peterson. Thanks for joining me on Voice of the Cape. Good evening, Feroz. Thanks for having me on your show. And good evening to all your listeners. And uh, thank you again. It's a pleasure. Thanks for accepting my invitation. Of course, you can join us, uh, join the conversation as well. The, uh, you can call 021-442-3530 or the WhatsApp number 072-238-0712. Calvin, firstly, let's talk about your days before football. Now, I read that you were into boxing before football came along. Uh, tell us about this story. Yes, um, you know, my mom had these three kids and she didn't know what to do with them. <laughs> And my uncle had a gym, so she just sent us there to the gym, and uh, we went there, and we started boxing, and then I went a little bit further, and I lost one fight after 10 fights, and I said, no, this is not right. You're going into the ring, you hit each other, and then after that, you got blue eyes and so on. And I said... No, let me give it up. So, so after one uh, one loss, you decided to hang up your gloves, Calvin. Yes, that's correct. That's correct for us. Whereabout was this uh, gym in Cape Town? In Bonteo. First, first of all, uh, let me just rewind a little bit, uh, Feroz. Mm. I will fail in my duty if I don't do this. <laughs> uh, you know, I want to thank the people from Bonteo. And uh, the teams, the two amateur teams that I played for, uh, because 
they played a big part in my career and also the community. You know, guys like uh, Melvin Williams at Three Point Source. There was a Sunday League team that I was playing for, which is Wembley, was called Wembley United, was owned by the Menards, you know. And uh, before that, we used to just go play for bread in Kensington, you know, baked bread. Mm. So those are also development uh, processes in your life, you know. And uh, I'm really grateful for them. And also then when I got to Cape Town Spurs was Booby, you know, Booby Solomons, which uh, played also a very big part. And then at Seapoint Swiss, there was Melvin Williams and Mr. Jacobs. Uh, actually, Mel- Melvin Williams, he had the belief in me, you know. So that is where it was. Now, were you always a striker, Calvin? I mean, like many of the guys I've already spoken to, uh, Duncan Crowey, uh, Farouk Abrams, uh, Adib Abrams, the guys that were in studio as well, they never started off in the positions that they ended up playing in. So uh, were you always a striker? I would say winger comes striker. You know, and uh, I mean, let me tell you the story first uh, <laughs> before we get to that. Is uh, we went on trial. I actually went on trial to Cape Town Spurs. I saw the advert in the paper, and uh, I met Keith uh, America there and uh, Ali Adams. And myself and Keith were told to sit under the tree, <laughs> and we couldn't understand this why we have to sit under the tree. So. At halftime, we went back to the halftime talk now, and uh, they said, hey, go back under the tree. And we didn't get get a game. And I said to myself, hey, what kind of trials is this then? <laughs> you know? But uh, what I must also say is there was a lot of discrimination in our days. Mm. Discrimination in a sense where if you cannot talk English, and you come from Bonteville, you know. You were penalized. Or Haderfell, you won't even get a look in. Mm. I mean, Seapoint uh, uh, Suze was the first team to have won the amateur Premier League, Virginia League. And two of our players went on trial. And this happened two years in a row. It was myself and Vivian Bean. And uh, when we got there, they had their team already because now we're from Bonteville, mm. you know. And we didn't even get a look in. But uh, 16 years later, I, I played uh, football professionally. But, but Calvin, you guys, you said you met Keith, you met Sally there. You obviously became good friends as you guys went along. So you guys sitting under the, tree, under the tree. So who gave you guys that opportunity to play for Spurs? How did that op- opportunity come along if they never give you a chance to play, uh, be part of the trials? Yeah. You see, um, Booby Solomons, he knew because I went to train with the, with the squad. But the trials, they said, come on try for, for the trials on the, on the weekend. Mm. 
And he saw something and he had to believe in, in these players, like myself and Keith. And when he took over as the head coach, they came back for me in 79 in that same, that same year. And I was not at home. Mm. So I went to play a, sun, a Sunday league team in Pineland. So my mother told them that uh, he's in Pineland, he went to play there in a tournament. And as while I was playing, I saw this yellow uh, Mazda that Boogie had. And I saw them standing behind the goals. And when the game was finished, they said to me, we'll see you on Monday. And that was it. No looking back. You know, yeah. uh, one thing about Booby, what he had, he could see players. And, and the players that we had those years was good individual players and good team players. So the player can do something special when he needs to use his individual skill. And he can play also in the team. Mm-hmm. And Booby had to believe in this players because he could see what what they have, you know? Yeah, so Booby, Booby was uh, quite a key player in a lot of you guys' uh, careers kicking off yes. there. Yes, 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 he was. And I really am grateful for, for what he has done for myself in my career going forward. Mm. Now, Cape Town Spurs dominated when you guys were in the Federation. Obviously, you guys won quite a few trophies. Can you share some of those moments, uh, memories and highlights with us uh, with Cape Town Spurs? Yeah, I was I was fortunate because in 79, I, I think there was a few games left and I managed to pick up a league medal because I got in the team where Bubi and them came for me, Bubi Sali and Kita. And then after that, in in 1980, I was a regular in the team, you know. Mm. And it was uh, difficult for anybody to have taken us out because those players that was in the team, I mean, I, when I look at football now, these players, they can't play under pressure. Where those players, they could play under pressure. And it's easy. It's like, uh, you know just a normal everyday game mm. you know now, now you mentioned uh, Keith America you mentioned Sally Adams of course Booby was also part of that Cape Town Spurs team what about some of the other players that you played with in that team that were the top players there the top players no that's why I say the whole the whole squad was top players mm. it was good players and they was exceptionally good players you know, and there was players that could play under pressure. But most of the guys could play under pressure. We had Sadr, uh, Kader Suleiman, we had Colin Solomon, we had uh, Sally Adams, as, as I said, we had Lucky Fisher. You know, we had Aliki, the late Aliki. Mm. We had Talkami, uh, uh, Talkami, I think what was his name. Yeah, but he was also part of the squad we had Bruce Solomons we had uh, Mansoor Abdullah household but, uh, names in that team eh? yeah household names but uh, I mean Col- Colin Solomons he was the unbelievable professional because he would go forward and he will tell you as a 
striker. You have to cover his place. And if you don't cover his place, he mm. swear you'll finish. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know? Calvin, we, before we take an ad break, I want to ask this question, and you can answer it when we come back. Now, I have to ask, uh, my guest in two weeks' time is Keith America. Uh, now, the two of you are known as the Terrible Twins. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and actually, I saw Keith yesterday, and we were speaking about the same thing as well. So, uh, what made the two of you gel so well together? We'll think about it. We'll put it on pause, and we'll get an answer for you after the break. This is Inside Sports. Assalamualaikum and welcome back. Just gone 21 minutes past eight. You're listening to Inside Sport. My guest tonight is Calvin Peterson, the uh, former Cape Town Spurs, Berea Maritzburg United, Bushbucks, and Morocco Swallow striker. Now, just before the break, I asked Calvin. Um, obviously, Calvin, UNP, uh, Keith America were known as the terrible twins. What made the two of you gel so well together? Yeah, arguably the best player that I played with. You know, Charlie Adams, he was the silent killer. And Keith America, I mean, our birthdays is three days away from each other. And it was amazing how we used to click. He knew exactly where I was when he had the ball. And I knew exactly where he was when I had the ball. Which run to make, what run to make. And uh, there was a lot of camaraderie amongst us. You know, I mean, uh, there was times, I mean, the three of us, I regard uh, those two as really top players mm. in in uh, my career. None of us played was even selected for the Western Province team. Wow! And you look at yourself and say, "But how come mm. these guys played such a long time professional football and could not make the the Western Province team?" <laughs> You know, but anyway, that was politics. And uh, as I said to you, I, I had to leave to go to Durban to mm. speak a little bit better English, you know, <laughs> and I haven't perfected yet. So. Uh, well, it's improved. It's improved. <laughs> but we'll get back to those Durban days now. I'm just going to read some messages as they come out as well. Uh, Calvin from Facebook and WhatsApp here in the studio. I'm going to go to Facebook first. Basil Jury says, uh, what a player, Calvin and Keith America. And then Rajan Naidu said, what a player, one of the best in the Federation. I played against also a gentleman. And then we had a message from Virgil Barnabas, uh, says, top player, together with Keith America, the prime were unstoppable, terrible twins. And uh, in studio, we had a me- got a message from Ridwan. He says, wow, one of the true legends, a terrible soccer twin. Uh, he says, uh, go well, Kelly, and thanks for the program. And then we have a... Uh, Mr. Marlin from Weinberg. Okay, that's another message. So, yeah, the messages are coming through now. Let's talk about your trip to KZN now. You, together with the, many of the Cape Townians from the uh, Cape Town Spurs squad, made that trip to KZN. And uh, many of them said because Cape Town Spurs was sold, uh, you then went on to play uh, for Berea and Maritzburg United. Those were the two teams you played for in the Federation. Talk to us about some of those memories with those two teams. Oh, thank you for the kind words first from the listeners. Um, yeah, it came that uh, uh, myself and Keith, we were the first to, we had a meeting in Weinberg. And uh, I said to him, I'm not going to play. Uh, if, even if I have to play for another team, because these guys, the Western Province Board, they made us promises. 
and nothing happened with the promises. But cut a long story short, Kid uh, apparently was asked to come to Bria, and he said the only time he will come if I come with him. Mm. If uh, they sign me on as well. Because uh, Kid was a household name yeah. in, the, in the Federation because he, he could there's one player that I know that could speak football with the opposition and still play the game. He can upset the player <laughs> and tell him off whatever he wants to tell him off. And I remember he said to the player the one day, oh, can you see my number? This player said to him, yeah, number nine. He said, yeah, you're going to look at this number all day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and yes, and then we managed to uh, get to Bria, and I remember Don Moodley, he still said to us, uh, I think Keith or myself was saying to us, we stand up in the morning. <laughs> you get up in the morning. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we dragged Ibi, Ibi Jacob yes. with us. Ibi was the baby. And yes, we had a good season there. And uh, from there, we went to uh, Marysburg United. And that is now where we we were really accepted. Not to say that we weren't accepted at Bria. Mm. They really looked after us, you know, like their own kids. Because we were all young. I Kelvin, mean, you guys were treated like stars, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> we weren't even, I mean, we were still in our teens. I mean, I think I was 20, or Keith was 20, and I was 19, and Ibi was about 18, I think. Mm. And uh, they really looked after us. And then when we went to Maritzburg, that is where now the family, almost like a family affair came in, you know, because the people ex embraced us from Peter Maritzburg. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, we won a few trophies with them, which was uh, good because the people were behind us and it was very hard to get into a team like that because suddenly, because of the Cape Town players coming in, the, the stakes were higher now because you really needed to be good because these players <laughs> were coming in here and they were training twice a day. Well, the stars were coming through and you guys had to perform and produce, right? <laughs> yes, so true. Now, I'm going to read some of these, uh, these messages on social media and you'll definitely know some of these names. Of course, Booby Solomon says a brilliant player. Um, Gora Ibrahim, great player. Kevin Valentine, I think you played with him as well. Yes. A great uh, footy player. Abu Khan says brilliant player and quite quick too. Ronnie Moodley says, uh, well done, uh, Firoz and Calvin, great memories rewritten. And Stanley Govender, I think he played for Berea, Calvin. Yes, yes, Looking yes, smart. Yes. Oh, that was the, he's, he's commenting on the picture that I posted. Yeah, so yes. some very nice uh, comments coming through there, Calvin. I must ask you, though, uh, in terms of the, the, the stadiums, you, because everyone I, I spoke to, we, you know, they spoke fondly about the FPL stadiums and the atmosphere. Of course, uh, as a Spurs player at the Athlone Stadium, and then when you moved up to a it was the Northdale Stadium. Um, then you would have played in stadiums like uh, Watson Park and, of course, Curry's Fountain, where all the finals were held. Um, 
what memories can you uh, speak about in terms of the atmosphere at uh, those uh, grounds, those famous grounds back then? Yeah, I, I speak about Athlone Stadium. Oof, what a stadium it was. Uh, we used to mesmerize the teams there. And uh, Watson Stadium, yes, there you you were beaten with a sugar cane. <laughs> <laughs> because it was a narrow passage where you needed to go through. Yeah, Curry's Fountain was the mecca of uh, mm. Federation football, which was, we made a habit of uh, playing cup finals there. And uh, what was the other thing? Vereniging, we played there. And then Northdale Stadium, oh yes, it was the biggest uh, field because um, it was very tough to come and beat Meritsburg mm. at Northdale Stadium because of the size of the field, you know. And I, I remember fondly that uh, the supporters used to take bets before the game starts. <laughs> he was standing on the line and whoever is coming to play that they said, come, come with your money, bring your money. Meritsburg winning today. You know, they was was so confident about their team and they loved their team. It was it was unbelievable because every Friday the stadium used to be packed. Well, I think, uh, you know, those guys in Maritzburg are very loyal and uh, the guys from Cape Town that came and embraced Maritzburg United just lifted everything there in in Maritzburg. You know, the atmosphere, of course, producing good football, uh, winning a few knockouts. I think one season you guys came second in the league or something like that. So the guys from Cape Town just brought a whole new dimension to football in Peter Maritzburg. Yes, uh, we actually did. But also what was also very interesting it was uh, you know a lot of players what they used to do is to go out on a they know they're playing on the sunday they go out on the saturday or they go out on the friday if they play on the saturday or, or they go out on a thursday you know when they go when they're playing on a friday night mm. but the people kept them in tech and said hey where you what you doing here? Go home. <laughs> you know, for some of the players that wanted to go to discos and so on, which was good because they were really part and parcel of the team. Mm. You know? Now, Calvin, in 1984-85, you decided to move across to the NPSL at the time. Mm. I think it was African Wanderers, and then you joined Bushbucks, became yes. a league winner there, then Morocco Swallows, and then you ended up with the D'Alperton Callies. In between all of that, you had a stint in Austria with SC Eisenstadt. Why yeah. the move to the NPSL? Um, you know, when myself and Sally, we went to African Wanderers, they saw myself and Sally, and we got in. And for me personally, I cannot speak for Sally, mm. me personally, I believe there was another league, but I wanted to be the best in my position and challenge to see what they talk so much about this league. Mm. You know, because we, we in, the, in the Federation, it was uh, unbelievable. And the players were together, and it was a non-racial sport and and all that. So we didn't really understand what was that, you know, about can't play non-racial sport in an abnormal society and all that. 
you know? Yeah. So so we were reminded, myself and Sally were reminded, and we got the rude awakening uh. when the late Dougie Carlos almost wanted to murder us. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we understood the situation, you know? Yeah. But as I'm saying to you, we wanted to, with me personally, I wanted to play against the best if they are called the best. Besides uh, Dougie Carissa, did you guys get any other st- uh, stick uh, from administrators as well? Obviously, Sally came back to the Federation, but you stuck mm-hmm. it out there. Uh, did, was there any other uh, pressure or stick from the Federation in terms of the, you know, wanting you to come back or anything like that? Mm, not really, because uh, I, I actually went to, I wrote a letter to the Federation. And I explained my detail to Ashwin Trikamji. Mm. And I said to him, uh, one day I will be maybe regretting this, but one day I can also be look back at my career and said, I have achieved what I wanted to achieve. Mm. You know? And both actually worked out to whoever was there in criticizing us or running us down or whatever the case is. But when you look at also what made me even make the change more was when I looked at the Dynamos team, you know, where all those players also played in in Joburg mm. against with white people. You know, You understand? Yes. So that made it a little bit easier for me. Okay. Now, um, of course, the cherry on the cake, uh, Calvin, was you winning the league with Bush Bucks in 85 and uh, playing against the likes of Kaiser Chiefs, Orlando Pirates. You also played against some great players on that side as well. Um, Mike Mangena, Professor Ingubani, if I can also recall, was a very skillful uh, player. What was that like, you know, firstly about winning the league with the Bush Bucks and then playing against these other teams? It was different, but that doesn't mean that in the Federation there wasn't good players. Mm. There was top quality players that I played against. Then you come here to this side and you play against these white guys that think they are so good. The black guys that think they are so good. Then you look at it, now you're competing with them and you say to them, hey, there's a lot of these Federation players that could make it any day in this league. Mm. You know, but by saying that, yes, there was uh, a person like Mark Williams and not Mark Williams, uh, Mark uh, Toby, which was uh, one of the best that I feel in South African football. And then there was uh, Professor Ngubani, there was Joe Mosono, Asen Seleg, Teenage Ladla, Max Mopanyani, those type of players. You know, they were household players, but only among the black people. Yeah. You and then TV start coming in and then everybody used to supporting people in that way, the players in that way. Now, now tell us, how did your move to Austria come, come about? Uh, you played for Eichenstadt. Uh, how did that come about? Uh, it was actually Jomo Sono. Um, I had a good relationship with him where he used to call me on a regular basis. And he said to me, listen, there's uh, this 
team in Austria uh, don't want to go on trial. So he said to me that Shane McGregor went and Shane McGregor got homesick. So we're looking for another South African player to get there. And that time we weren't in FIFA, so it was easy to get across, you know. Mm. So uh, Jomo arranged everything for me, and I managed to go across. I was uh, on trial. The first friendly match that I had, I scored five goals. You scored five uh, goals in your first game? Yeah, and the first, it was a a practice match, Mm. a, a friendly match that they organized for me against one of the teams, you know. Hmm. So I had a training session in the morning and then in the afternoon they organized the game and then I scored five goals and which was, they looked at me and this was one of the top teams in, in Austria, Austria Memphis. And uh, they said, listen, we can't sign him, but one of the foreign players are injured. That time it was only two foreign players per, per club and three to be registered. So two they already had and one was injured. So they said they cannot take that risk. And then I managed to get two SE Eichenstadt because they were even more interested than uh, Austria Memphis. Right. So you just played there for a season? How long did you play there? Yes, I played there for a season. Okay. And then the the club actually went into uh, finance finance problem. I don't even know if they exist anymore because I googled them the other day. I think it was last year. And uh, they don't exist. Funny enough, I also googled them as well and uh, I think they don't exist anymore. Yeah, yeah. Now, I suppose playing in the apartheid era, 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 you would never have thought that you'd one day play for your country as well, but you achieved that. What was that feeling like, playing for your country? Oh, that was that was the biggest achievement for me. It it was actually a very emotional because I managed to captain it. And uh, that was, I think, my biggest highlight. Uh, I remember the late Reggie Junkies was standing next to me. Duncan was also in the team. And uh, we got incept- accepted in FIFA. And uh, So uh, was that the tour of then. Cameroon? Cameroon tour? No, no, that wasn't the Cameroon. That was before the Cameroon tour. They selected a, a, a national team and a team against the rest of South Africa. And I captained the South African team where we had uh, Reggie was there, Duncan was there, the Max Moponyani. Calvin, we're just going to put that on the hold. We're going to take a quick okay. ad break and we'll continue after this. <laughs> This is Inside Sports. Assalamu alaikum. Just gone 20 to 9. You're listening to Inside Sport. I'm chatting to Calvin Peterson, the former Cape Town Spurs, Berea, Marisburg United, Bushparks, Morocco Swallow striker. Uh, Calvin, I've just got a message from Mr. America himself. Tell Twenties. Mm-hmm. He's terrible. Twenties. Twen- <laughs> says hi and good luck. Did I pronounce that correctly? Twenty years, correct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, on a lighter note, Calvin, you had the nicknames like MJ. I suppose that was in reference to Michael Jackson, because back day, the back then the Afro like hairstyle was uh, quite popular. Eh? Yes, yes, it was, uh, and also 
the reason why, uh. not because of the hairs, but because of the moves. Okay, all right. You know, so uh, you I, I, have to accept any. <laughs> <laughs> like quite a quite a lot of you guys had that hairstyle. Eh? If I look at some of those pics of the Cape Town Spurs team, and many of you guys had that. And of course, when you I think when you moved across, you were called Mkonto. Yes, yeah. And that was the, in reference the, to the spear of the nation, the spear, because of how I used to penetrate through players. Mm. So, so which, what was your, your final team and then uh, when did you decide to uh, finally give it up? I suppose thereafter, like many footballers, you would have gone into coaching. If you can just share some of that uh, moment yes. with us as well. Yes, uh, it was in uh, 94 I retired and that was my last game when I played against uh, Orlando Pirates and I was playing for the Alberton Callis and, you know, Sally was very influential to speak to Afzal and him and Afzal Khan was big friends and uh, Ali said no I can get Kelly to come here and that's where it was I was two years with him and I retired at the Alberton Kelly's and uh, I still remember that game Pirates needed a draw and Kelly needed a draw to stay in the league mm. And money, and I don't know what, what was changing hands, was supposed to be changing hands. Mm. And at the day of the game, all things were changed again. And we, we as players weren't supposed to know about it. So uh, I remember Lightsayer, he said to them, listen, don't worry about these guys, about monies and all that. Give the money to the players and play Calvin alone as a striker and the see will come through. And he did that, and I scored a goal, and it was disallowed. <laughs> <laughs> you know how it was those days. Well, it's still like that, I think. <laughs> eh? <laughs> and the goal was disallowed, but in the end, they they said, uh, don't, give the, don't give the ball. Kick it forward. Just keep the ball. Don't give it to Calvin. Let it, uh, <laughs> because he's going to kill us. And in the end, the it, the whole, both teams played for a draw. So. Yeah. I got a message now coming through from a number ending 8324, which says, Ask Calvin what happened to Kelly Williams, 1977. We worked together at Sassel. I'm not a soccer fan, but uh, Melly was a very proud of his C-Point Swifts, his old friend Hima Isaacs. Does it ring a bell? Yeah, yeah Melly Williams. No, Melly, Melly Williams, I, I tell you, that guy in, in my career, he was very instrumental. He was the guy that said to them, this, this youngster, I was 16 years old, mm. he said to him, put him in the first team. He can't play in the second team. Put him in the first team. And uh, that same year, we won the, the Virginia League. And up, up till today, we're still in contact. And, uh, yes, he used to be on training and he used to kick me from behind <laughs> when I used to hang on to the ball because he used to say, these players, they're not going to leave you. They are going to kick you. So they're going to hurt you when you hang on too long to the ball. And it was, that's what it was, you know? No fantastic so, memories, eh? Mm. 
Yeah. Uh, let's talk about some of your your coaching stints. Uh, you you did some coaching. How did it go? And who did you, which teams were you at? Yes, I I was with the Manning Rangers. Param Josephs were there, and uh, I was with him. I coached the team, and then I was with uh, Amazulu with Neil Tovey. Neil Tovey was the head coach. I was the assistant coach. And with Bank Black Aces, Neil was the head coach and I was the assistant coach. And there was also a first division team. I uh, can't remember their name now. But uh, I'm still in the game. You know, they say in football, you cannot stay out of the game because it's in your blood. Mm. And in football, you are friends for life. And it is so true because when you look at this now, you know me those years. And look how we become friends now. Yeah. You know, and same I can say for the rest of the other friends in the game of football. I mean, who would know that I would know Max Mopaniani, John Mosono, mm. you know, Bobby Solomon, Keith America. And you guys no. keep in touch, touch of course, yes, all the yes, time. Uh, yeah, you try because you have to find out how the guys are doing and and if they are still alive. And I mean, I, I kept a lot of time with uh, Reggie. And when he passed away, it was a sad moment, mm. you know. So so which team are you with now at the moment? Or? At the moment, there's no team. I'm just uh, helping out with development with the youngsters here. In Peter Maritz. Yeah, in Peter Maritz. Because of the COVID as it is now. You know, you can't just, uh, the, ki- the parents don't want to send their kids. So you just have to wait for the COVID-19 uh, to die down and then we'll take it further. And of course, in Peter Marisberg, you've also got the likes of Ibrahim Jacobs there with you. Uh, I'm sure he's yes. not far from you and you guys came up together yeah, as well. Yeah, we spend a lot of time together. Hmm. You know, he comes and visits me, I go and visit him. And uh, so we we always try and keep that bond. We with Eddie De La Cruz. Sometimes we meet up. So you've got a little Cape Town network going on in Peter Maritz. <laughs> yeah, <right>? something <laughs> like that. <laughs> well, you know, Calvin, I must tell you that Ibrahim was my junior coach at Derby United. Okay. Yeah, and uh, that's how I know him that well. Okay. Uh, Ibrahim, of course, is from Weinberg and played for Bluebells. Uh, Yes. Uh, you, you guys and Keith that uh, took him up with you guys to Marisburg and Berea. Yeah, 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 no, we did, yeah. No, but, and, and also what I must say for all, you know, my family was a big influence in my career. Mm. You know, especially my brothers, my mom, okay, I lost my mom now in March, you know, and uh, my sister. When we used to play there in Cape Town, they all used to come and watch the game. You know, the support was there, the C-Point Source supporters were there. You know, it was good to see that the people, they didn't forget uh, what we've done. And the, and the only thing they wanted to see, what we do on the field. I mean, those those people assisted you in your life going forward, you know, where you could go to the neighbors, ask the neighbors something and they would give you without even hesitation, you know? Absolutely. So the, so the community played a huge part and I don't know if it's still the same now, 
So whenever I'm in Cape Town, I always like to go through the community there where I was raised. No, absolutely. I know, you know. Yeah, and, and of course, with all the messages coming through, uh, they still remember the contribution you made, uh, you know, on, on the field because a lot of them came and watched you guys, of course. Yeah. 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 And, and, and we, as, as uh, ex-professionals, we appreciate that because we, how can we repay them? You know, Absolutely. and they don't want in any payment at all. Absolutely. They were just happy to say that I know that person. Mm. Calvin Peterson, uh, thanks for chatting me, uh, chatting to me tonight and all the best to you and uh, in Peter Maritzburg as well. Thank you, Rosman, and it's so nice to have me on your radio station. And to all the people from Cape Town, hey, greetings, miss you guys. I wish we can have the same times back. But keep supporting uh, Ajax so they can get back into the PSL. And uh, I can just say I love you guys and keep safe. Thank you. God bless Calvin Peterson. I hope you enjoyed Thanks. another edition of Inside Sport. I'll be back with more sporting news on the drive time from Monday to Friday. From Ifiro Sheikh, have a lovely evening. Assalamu alaikum. This is Inside Sports. The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo.